Hello, everyone. You listen to J Movie Talk, episode 215, as I'll be talking the movie Bringing Out the Dead. We have a call, Chief. Somebody's bleeding. 44th and A. Saving someone's life is like falling in love. You wonder if you become immortal, as if you've saved your own life as well. But taking credit when things go right doesn't work the other way. Take things way too seriously, Frank. You look like you ate about 10 years since the room with your last. Come on, Frank. There's blood still on the streets. Let's go have some fun. It was the neighborhood I grew up in and where I had worked most as a paramedic. And it held more ghosts per square foot than any other. Why did you kill me, Frank? I didn't kill you. No, you didn't, Frank, and thank you, but there's still a couple hours left on our ship. I've seen the ghosts. You ever notice people who see things are always crazy? You swore that you'd fire me if I came in later, and you swore it. You swore it. Nobody gets fired, son. Look at me. You have the power, Jesus, to spare this worthless man. Rise up! Damn, you guys are good. Everyone at that hospital's crazy! <laughs> That's ridiculous. Ah! Don't make me take off my sunglasses. Come on, Frank! Get with the program! Yeah! You feel better, Frank? I think the worst is over. Oh no, it can always get worse. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. <laughs> help others and you help yourself, is my motto. I understood how crazy it was to think this way. But then, something good will happen. Everything just glows. Don't try. Don't try. Frank! Frank! Are you okay? I've never felt better in my life. How are you? I'm good. Good. You can't put your Directed by Martin Scorsese. And joining me for this episode is a familiar voice uh, that you heard probably, what, like a month and a half ago? Well, yeah, a month and a half ago. Uh, talking about my Keita and Jay show co-host, the one, the only Miss Keita Hubbard. How you doing, ma'am? I'm doing well. Thank you, Jay, for having me back for Jay's movie talk. It's, it's been a minute. Yeah. Well, it's been over a little over a month. I mean, because you you was on in uh in June, we did Space Jam. Right, I know that, but I'm just saying it. Just you know, we kind of you know recording events. But no, it's good to be back. But uh, yeah, I like J Movie Talk. It's cool talk about movies I never watched before. And once again, we going down that road. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of, sort of. It's a it's a um what impromptu. Uh, Keita's never seen episode slash kicking off Nicolas Cage month on the podcast. So yeah, yeah we kicked off Nicolas Cage month. All right, <laughs> you you did a number, Jesus. <laughs> so okay. so before we actually get to talking about that, um, I mean, I picked four movies of his, and interestingly enough, is that this is the craziest one of the four. And I did that for a reason. 
Um, Why? Because I'm crazy too, and you try no. to put crazy crates together. No, no, because of the fact that remember we went to New York. You know, we 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 we, we spent some time <laughs> in New York, and. <laughs> I try not to remember trauma. Okay, I learned well, that as a kid. Not to remember trauma, and you bring it up, it just starts flooding back. Homeless people, how the station sting. Gross, good, oh, gross. I, like, I think you're creepy. describing this movie a little bit. You describe yeah, it. Yeah, imagine walking home. <laughs> well, that's not my home. What place we staying at? Three or four in the morning? No, no, I'm lying. Probably four or five in the morning by yourself as a female. Seeing some creepy stuff, gotta walk extra fast because they didn't catch a Uber because you know it was like fifty dollars just to go down the street. <laughs> so, uh, some people yeah. were getting charged a hundred. So yeah, well, and the thing is, you know, I didn't know how long I had to stand right there in the corner, so I prefer just to walk. At least if I'm walking, you yeah. know, like it, it's better to doing that than standing and just be a, a damn target. So. Especially or, with WrestleMania stuff. Or, or, <laughs> yeah. Or in, a, uh, in a subway with some shifty ass people, and you think you might get murdered. So you know, ah, you know. Yeah, it was it was gross. Like the smells, I never smelled them smells before until I went to New York. <laughs> I went to New York plenty of times, but never caught the train because my family just said, "No, we're driving." So. It made sense now. I was like, "Oh, the train can't be that bad." I'm from DC, so we have train systems or whatever. It's, it's, it's like decent. It's not like the best, but it's cleaner than that shit down in New York. So, um, <laughs> no offense, Rob and Julian, you know, of Wrestling Core Podcast, and everybody else live in New York, but no, <laughs> oh, thank you, mm-mm. Jesus. So yeah, I mean, so in the opener, I mentioned that we're going to be talking about 1999's Martin Scorsese directed Nicolas Cage starring Bringing Out the Dead. Um, I know that this was your first time watching this and everything, so I won't even ask you <laughs> yet about it. But um, what I will ask you to kick off, um. Had you seen any other Martin Scorsese movies? Because, you know, mostly he's known for doing gangster movies. Now, if you name a movie, maybe. But off the top of my head, no. Like, uh, give me a movie. It's probably no. But Goodfellas? <laughs> no, I didn't watch that. That was the plan to watch that. I didn't watch that one. Um, wait, wait. No, no. That, no, that's that's Analyze This, I think. Well, um, What's his name? The, the dude Robert Robert Fockers, Billy, right? Billy. Exactly. Hell, yeah. That's the one I wanted to see. I forgot to watch that one. Uh, I heard that's a good movie. It is. It, it, it's De Niro just kind of, you know, being his kind of embracing his comic, com, or, you know, comedy roots. If, if okay. You. Uh, okay. let's see. Have you seen Casino? Nope. <laughs> Have just stop. Well, no, <laughs> just I, I, stop. I think I'm gonna get to a movie that you might have seen. Okay, I, let's see. I, I doubt it. Okay, I, I doubt it. Wait, did he do it or was it? no? I think that was Spielberg. Never mind. No. Um, have you seen Hugo? Nope. Okay. Because it's it's kind of kill a year. It's kind of a. It's kind of a key. Well, like a fantasy type movie. 
Mm-mm. It's on Netflix. No. Nope. All right. Oh, so, okay. All right. And I know you haven't seen Wolf of Wall Street, so I want to. No. <laughs> X, 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 X. You can put down your list of movies you can watch in the future if you like. Well, Wolf of Wall Street, that's almost like, that's like three hours long. So. That's that's one thing. I, I watched that's, the that's other one, one with um Robert De Niro's in. What was that like three or four hours on Netflix? What was the name of that movie? I told you I like it was long as hell. But the, the Gangsta movie. Yeah. That joint was long as hell. Well that was like three hours, right? You have or was seen that four hours? Movie then. Cause he directed Oh, that's it. his movie? Yes, that's his movie. The oh. Irish movie. Yes. Oh, that's all one. Yeah, yeah. I love that movie. So so yeah, I mean, so after seeing that, you definitely should go back and watch um, Goodfellas and Casino just to see Joe Pesci be a complete maniac <laughs> in both of those movies. Because when you think of Joe Pesci, you you know probably in your case you probably think Home Alone, the Lethal Weapon movies, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So definitely, yeah, yeah, you need to see Joe Pesci when when he's like fully off the rails and in Goodfellas and Casino he's completely off the rails in those movies. Hmm. Even in the Irishman okay. he was a tame. He was he was tame in the Irishman. Yeah. Yeah, he's much older too. You know. Well, yeah, that too. And plus I mean he he looked like he had no energy for real. Well, I mean he <laughs> well he had retired. Scorsese had to I know. Like, beg I, him I, to come out of retirement to do that movie. Dang. Yeah, I know he got paid money because that movie did well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a great movie. Um, but uh, we're not here to talk about the Irishman. Um, but we're here. Uh, to talk maybe about... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, maybe, maybe that would probably have to be like two, talk, two parts talk about that than this. Uh, yeah, uh, that had to be because I, I don't know if I want to sit and talk about a four-hour long movie. <laughs> <laughs> you you know we could make a four hour movie to a six hour movie. <laughs> exactly. There's no way in hell I'm doing a six hour part. Um, <laughs> uh, the recording be like uh, abort, abort. Recorder <laughs> just stop itself. Like no, I'm I'm done. Right. But um, <laughs> it's gonna say goodbye. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I'm actually, you know what, I'm actually proud that you actually watched, um, you know, a, a Scorsese movie. Funny is that's like his longest uh, movie, too. See, uh, I'm not that type, you know, I'm not a really a movie, movie person, but I'm I'm not a type of person, like, I mean, Michael Bay, I guess, because the Transformers movies, I will watch that, but I'm not like, oh, this is a right to direct to this, I'm gonna watch this. I'm just not, it just, if the movie attracts me or get my eye, I'm gonna watch it. So, that's just the way I'm just built, so. No, no, I got that. I mean, just to kind of stay on that for a second, um, me and I mean, well, me personally or whatnot, I would say there's only a handful of directors that if they direct in the movie, I'll watch it. And Scorsese is one of them. I mean, Tarantino is another one. Um, Christopher Nolan, even Zack Snyder to some degree. I'll, his name is on it. I'll watch it. Um, James Gunn, he's another one who did uh, the Guardian of the Galaxy movie and the new Suicide Squad movie. He, he's one. Let's say, that, well, Guy Ritchie, he's another one because I, I watched that new um, Jason Statham movie that you know, Guy Ritchie directed, Wrath of Man, which is really good. So, 
Um, but yeah, like I say, nowadays it's like there's a handful. It's not like how it used to be where, you know, directors were looked at as, you know, they were the marquee. Now it's like, well, if if it's an action movie or if it's a Marvel movie, it kind of doesn't matter who really directs it because nine times out of ten it's still going to be pretty entertaining. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, who necessarily directing it with those type of movies, but but with certain directors who's been around for a while, if their name is on it, I'll check it out. So, okay, um, yeah, I, I got you. So uh, let's 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 talk about this cast for a second because I'm pretty sure. Yes. Well, I know there's some familiar. He's gonna be very proud. Yes, well, yes. Of course, we have Nicolas Cage as Frank Pierce. Um, We have Patricia Arquette as Mary. John Goodman as Larry. Time out. So, time out. Like, you you put me on the spot on one of our shows that we do. And I think I said, like, Kevin Nash a certain way. So, why did you just say Patricia Arquette named that way? Like, you just real salty about that just now. I did? I, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, you was high and you went low. Oh, I, I, I didn't real I didn't realize. I mean, I, I did it was funny about it, this is the second movie of hers that I'm talking about in I know because I did a true romance with Jeff and she's in yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to you guys for that. That that was hilarious. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um Yeah, but um because <laughs> I'll just start thinking about that movie. Um, but no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I don't know why I said her name like that. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I'm messing with you. We got John Goodman as Larry, uh, Ving Rhames as Marcus, <laughs> Tom Sizemore as Tom. Well, yeah, right. He looks familiar. It, was he on Private Ryan? I don't know why it rings a bell. Oh, okay. I was like, he looks familiar. I couldn't place him. And, and okay. he was in True Romance too. He he he's one of the cops that, oh. that me and Jeff was talking about. And when I was like, it's funny that their names is Nicholson and Dimes, Nickel and Dime. Oh, like, him. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Plus, he was in uh, my last episode where I talked about Natural Born Killers, where he plays the cops, Gagnetti in that. So, yeah, he. Mm. he he he's been around for a long time. Um Okay. Okay. Mark Anthony. Singer Mark Anthony is in this movie as Noel, which we're gonna talk about that in a take. Um yeah. and then we get some people who like you might not know their names necessarily, but you've seen their faces because they've been in a lot of stuff. So first person <clears throat> Cliff Curtis, aka the Chameleon, who plays side the I guess he's a pimp or whatnot. I don't know, you know, because you know they you know uh, Frank and Mary go to his apartment, you know, to kind of relax, and then later on Frank has to come and save him because he jumps off the damn uh, 16th floor. Yeah, like, I saw him before in something. I just can't remember what I saw him in. Maybe a TV show or something. Well, let's see. He was on he was on the TV show Trauma about the paramedics because he played a paramedic on that. He was okay. also in Fear the Walking Dead. He, okay. 
he was in um he was in Hobbs and Shaw as Hobbs. Oh. Okay. That's what I know him from. Okay. What? No, that's not the only thing you know him from. He was in Training Day as Smiley. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I saw that movie. He's a comedian. He's a freaking comedian. He can play pretty much any nationality there is. He was also. He was in uh, Free, uh, Live Free, Die Hard as one of the FBI agents. That, I told you he was a cop. Okay, yeah, that's what that's what I'm from too. Okay, <laughs> like, like I say, like I say, you you know his face, you just don't know his name. But he's a chameleon. Dude's literally in anything and everything. He plays any race. There he is. Um, let's see, and then also too, you know, you got a couple of people from the Wire show up in this. Yeah, I saw Omar um, uh, and the. Uh, I think her name is Sonja. Sonia. I think that's her real name, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Because at first I thought it was Angela Bass. <laughs> I'm like, wait, she's this movie? And she, then it looked real close. Like, oh, that's not her. She really does look like Angela Bass. They could play sisters, actually. They so really can. I'm surprised nobody's yeah. ever done that. It has never cast them as, as sisters in a movie. Because they definitely. Yeah, they, they, yeah. Yeah. They definitely did. <laughs> so, and then you get a you get a bunch of other people who um, just show up in the movie. But the last two names I'm gonna mention are basically voice actors. So, the man that's uh, the one dispatcher that constantly is calling them to let them know that they have you know calls. That's Martin Scorsese. That's who that was. Oh, okay. I know that one was Queen Latifah, right? Yes. yes okay. As, I was like, yeah, I, I know that voice anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you had the chick from um the Sopranos in here too. Uh, she's the sister of An- um Anthony Soprano. Uh, I can't remember her name right now. Yeah. But she was the nurse. Uh, I think her name Ida, Ada. Yeah, Anna, something like that. Okay, yeah, look at that. Yeah, you know what? I'm actually impressed right now. You you know a lot of people from this cast. So actually, yeah. no. Let me see. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me see if I know him. Like, let me see. Okay, so Nicolas Cage. I know Arquette because David Arquette's sister, I think, right? Yep. Uh, John Goodman, mm-hmm. um, uh, Rhymes. I forgot Vane his Rhymes. first name. I want to say Vane. Vane Rhymes. Mm-hmm. Okay, him. Vane Rhymes. That's how he yeah. says. No, four. That's four or five. No, that's five. Five. Uh, that's five. No, that's four. 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 No, Nicholas Cage, Arquette, Goodman, Rhymes. Um, oh, the sister from The Sopranos. Ida and then Sonia. Okay, I know pretty much. Okay. Omar. Oh, and this. Who? Omar from the Wire. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, him too. But I don't know his actual name. <clears throat> uh, Michael K. Williams. Um. Okay. Okay. Well, well you know who Mark then, is. Yeah, but I didn't know that was him in the movie till you said it. <laughs> <laughs> that was him. Damn dreadlocks and. He just exactly. Yeah, I know him. Oh too. well, you know uh, yeah. Tom Sizemore too, from you know because you know him from Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, him too. Okay, yeah, see, yeah. I, yeah, I did pretty good. Okay, yeah, I'm proud of myself. I was like, oh, I know him. I know her. I know him. I know her. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm proud of oh, myself. Well, also, you know um, Cliff Curtis, Sai. You know the pimp. You know him too. So you seen him in the whole. Bunch oh of yeah. Mm hmm. Oh wow. I actually did get on this movie. Yeah, there's like ten people. 
I'm proud of you. That's better than two. <laughs> All right. So um, going back to Nicolas Cage, um, just real quick, because I'm, I'm pretty much going to do this throughout the whole month, um, kind of talk about Nicolas Cage on these episodes uh, a little bit. So I just want to get your opinion. Like when it comes to Nicolas Cage, how do you feel about him you know, as an actor and like just some movies that you might like of his. Well, the movie I like, I think it's just Ghost Rider because that's like one of the first things I saw him as a kid for me, I guess, or a teenager. So I, I would say that or uh, National Treasure, I think, too. I think I think I was a kid, too, when that came out. But his acting is... It's so dual to me, but like he take it so serious. Like it don't matter what role he's in, he just give it his hundred percent. I think, and it's like he's not on my top like five. I don't think I had a top five, but if I had a top five, he probably wouldn't make it. Maybe like the top fifty, but he just he could just adapt to any role he like do. Like him in this movie, yeah, he was kind of psychotic, but like it just different ones. He just he know how to adapt. To the movie, which some people can't even do that, and you see him all in these different roles. I just think he's just a good actor in that aspect. But like me, a fan of his, no. But it, it come off his actor come off kind of like sad, like he's depressed. <laughs> I don't know if that's just me. It just most of his roles just come off like he's just very like depressed when he does his roles. Some of them, he's just very like mellow. Or I can see that. Get high energy, or, or, or if he get high energy, it's like, damn, like what that came from. Like him and Patricia Arquette, I think they so similar, and they move. This is the only movie I think I saw her in, but I used to watch her TV show called The Medium, mm-hmm. and even there, like she would have even in this movie, she had points where she like go bananas, but they just so mellow. I want to say it, like they was smoking weed or something, but like they just so mellow. And they just calm about their role. Like, they just take their time get into the role. It's not rush when they do, like, you know, acting and stuff like that. If that makes sense. It's just the way I feel about when I see him um, in movies. It's always, like, a methodical with him. But he does a good job in what role he plays. Okay. Uh, wait, I'm actually surprised that you actually went in depth about it. I, I was a little surprised by that. Um... <laughs> No, but surprise in a good way, actually. Yeah. So, um, because okay. I mean, when it comes to Nicolas Cage, everyone says, like what you said, that he, no matter what movie he's in, he's always going to give a hundred percent. And I think that's one reason why people continue to watch the movies that he's in. And like, if he, if he shows up in a movie, people are going to watch it because you know. Nicholas Cage is not going to half-ass it. The movie might not be necessarily good that he's in all the time, but you're always going to get 100% out of him. And I think that kind of gets forgotten from, I want to say, the mainstream um, when it comes to movies. Because if you notice, he's kind of been relegated now to more like doing... He's an A actor who's been relegated to doing B movies, if that makes sense. Um... Excuse me. Um, some of that is his own fault because he's had money problems because he spends more than he he makes for some reason. He just has a spending problem, so he got to you know to make the money you know back. He got to just do movies, but he's always going to give you 
100 percent it's not like oh i'm just here for a paycheck you never get that from him and i know like here a few years ago he was in this movie called man um which i actually reviewed uh with uh chantel and christian um a while back and people wanted him to actually get an oscar nomination for that movie and you can kind of see it because the movie the first half is kind of slow but that second half it's like god damn it <laughs> it's like he he goes full nicholas cage in that movie towards the end and it's just priceless to watch and i mean because it's on um it's actually on shutter i think it's still on shutter because i actually own the movie so i can always watch it in time but i'm not sure if it's on prime to watch but it's, it's definitely an interesting movie to watch or whatnot but um but yeah, I mean, he's always been like a favorite of mine because even though, yeah, I'm I'm a few years older than you, so I kind of go back further with him. Like, I go back to Raising Arizona days where he plays this... Did like, he do Face Off or something? He was in, yep, he I was think in my face mother off. had a he DVD or something off. like that. Yeah. So, because it was funny because he was in Raising Arizona. John Goodman was also in Raising Arizona with him. And then he was in Con Air. And Vinnie Rams is in Con Air also. So it's funny, like, two of his former co-stars shows up again with him in this movie and everything. But And and for anyone who's listening, I chose not to do Con Air for a reason this month because everyone always does Con Air. And I, like I said, I just kind of wanted to do some different movies of his. That's the reason why Con Air didn't make the list of Nicolas Cage because I, I actually had people ask like oh no con air like no because there, there's a there's plenty of podcasts out there that, that's done con air and plus it's it's too easy to do at this point so like I said I, I wanted to pick some movies that don't normally get talked about a lot and this is definitely a movie that doesn't get talked about a lot uh yeah you ain't lying because when you told me i would just i was judging the movie i said oh i don't watch scary movies you know on the title <laughs> it's like don't watch this. the hell you talking you know i don't do scary movies you know well that's I, just me I'm not, I'm not a punk i just don't prefer to, yeah i watch saw don't judge me i just i, I don't know i could just adapt to that i don't know maybe because i prepared myself mentally for that but the mother ones no thank you at all but this title Bringing out the dead, I'm like, oh hell no, I'm not watching that. Did you explain? I was like, okay, okay. Well, what's interesting about it is that this was based off of a novel by a former paramedic, who I'm assuming that oh, wow. I'm assuming that Frank is probably him to some degree. Uh, the 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 uh, writer of the book name was a uh, Joe Connolly, and he actually makes a small cameo appearance in the movie. Uh, he's actually you probably because it, it happened so fast, but when they're at that shitty ass hospital with the uh, you know the cop who's like, "Don't make me take off my sunglasses," you know him. When yeah, there's a quick part in there when he's trying to stop people from trying to get in, and the nurse is with this guy who has like this brown coat on, and she she's walking with him, and she tells the cop like, "Oh, this 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 gentleman wants to leave the hospital," and he stops. Oh yeah, for that. Well, yeah. that's that's Joe Conley. He he's he, he's the writer of the book. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's so cool. Yeah, that part of the movie. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is cool. And he actually, I think he worked as like a consultant on the movie as well, you know, just to kind of help with a lot of the medical terms and stuff like that. And like, you know, about the actors being paramedics in the movie or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I've always been a fan of Nicolas Cage. And yeah, I pretty much watch most of the stuff that he's in. Now, some of the movies that he's been in, I'm just like, nah, I ain't watching that shit. But, <laughs> you know, but. <laughs> But I mean, people, people kind of forget, you know, like in the '90s, he was like one of the biggest stars in the world. People, people kind of forget that. I mean, he did win. A, people forget the man won an Oscar for a movie that I will be reviewing later this month, Leaving Las Vegas. He won an Oscar for that, and you know, he did have he had a damn good run of movies. Like if you look up his filmography and you look at some of the movies he was in, it's like. Yeah, he was like one of the biggest names once upon a time, but it's like because of, you know, money problems and, you know, he just got relegated to having to just do a bunch of B movies, basically. Um, So getting to talking about the movie. So movie where we introduced to Frank and he's with his first partner because he goes through th- three partners through the course of this movie. movie we never really know like how how much time really passes yeah i was gonna ask you was at first i thought it was like a night like one day but it just kept going and going so i wonder if this was a span of seven days i don't know i don't know if it was a week or if it was like a few weeks i'm not sure <laughs> He, he want to keep getting fired, and uh, you know, you yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it was a couple weeks. I don't, I don't know. know. It was just we do. Weird. I guess I guess we're not supposed to really know because we're we're kind of going through the movie through his eyes. So mm-hmm. the fact that he can't sleep, you know, you kind of lose sense of time. So we don't, we don't really know how much time really goes fast in this movie. Um, yeah, that's true. So like I said, we're introduced to him and he kind of does like the narration a little bit. Kind of reminds me of Taxi Driver, which is um, another uh, Martin Scorsese movie. Um, because what's funny about it, the guy who wrote, the, who adapted the screenplay, Paul Schrader, he actually wrote Taxi Driver. So there's a lot of similarities between Frank and Travis Bickle, who Robert De Niro plays in, in Taxi Driver. Um, it's just Frank doesn't go on a kill spree at the end of this movie. Thank God. Um, but um, yeah. So they're driving in the ambulance and everything, and clearly we know that Frank is kind of haunted by this uh, ghost. Um, this young girl named Rose, who he couldn't save, and he mentions in his narration that he hasn't saved anybody in six months, which is like, God damn, you know, you you're a paramedic, and you ain't saved nobody. He's like, you sure you're a paramedic, or you might be the angel of death. Maybe, you know, oh, Frank showing up, yeah. you know, right. <laughs> you're like, oh, well, lost another one, you know, but um, him and Larry, they end up at um, the first like main victim that we see in this. Um, that's what we're first introduced to uh, Mary and her family because her dad, you know, he had a heart attack and they come in and they're trying to work on him. But clearly he's not responsible. He, he's basically dead. He is dead, laying on that bed. He's dead. <laughs> right. 
And Larry, he goes to call it in, like, yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm calling to pronounce him dead or whatnot. But Larry, he's talking to um to Mary and he's telling her, you know, does your dad like music? Like, what did he like and everything? So having to put on uh, the Frank Sinatra and start playing or whatnot, he's still like trying to work on him. And some way, somehow, he gets like some signs of life in this man or whatnot. Um, my question to you is like, what do you think about like how this how the movie opens and then this whole thing that goes down at the apartment? It it was weird because I was just sitting there like, okay, all right, so he's a pet medic, okay, what's gonna happen? And then the father was laid out because I think they said he was in the bathroom. He locked himself in the bathroom. Yeah, he, I'm like, okay, he, he started having hell? like chest pains, and mm-hmm. uh, the brother he says that he heard his dad cry, and he says that's the first time he ever heard his dad cry. Because I guess the I guess the old man knew oh. what was happening, so. Right. Okay. I mean, it was fine to see, but this is how you get introduced to Mary. I'm just like, okay, she seems kind of like odd. I thought her curse was going to go down a different path. I, I don't know. I thought it was just going to be like real, like crazy, but we didn't get that from her in this. I mean, she did like a crazy stunt when, you know, she had to go sleep or whatever. But <laughs> other than that, I don't know. They When they lock eyes, I thought it was going to be more of like a love story. It's weird. It was almost a love story, but it's not. <laughs> so between them, and then the way he looked at her, it came off kind of creepy. But I understand <laughs> he lost the girl Rose, so he yeah. been kind of like dealing with some stuff. And you know, this is her first time seeing her father. I don't know. She said months or years. I can't remember. Three years. Three and years. okay, yeah. So the interaction, it was, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm intrigued of these two, but they so methodical what they act. I'm like, okay, they kind of like, you need somebody to spice it up. And I'm glad they had his co-pilots, I call them each EMTs, you know, kind of like boost up the movie because they was needed. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So real quick. So at this point in 1999, Patricia Arquette and Nicolas Cage had been married since 1995. And ironically, they got divorced in 2001. So two years after this movie, they got divorced. Okay, I was going to ask you that earlier. I was going to ask you, when he like married to someone famous, okay, it was her. I don't know why I was thinking of um Nicole Kidman. I don't know why the hell I was thinking of her. Maybe she, well, she was very her. Okay, that's the okay. And now she's okay. married to uh, the country singer Keith Urban. That's who she married to now. Oh, oh wow. Okay, get it, girl. Uh, but yeah, back to them. Okay, protected. Okay, okay. So they was married. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, huh? Ironically enough, he's he's been married now five times. Good <laughs> Which, lord! And she's the he, longest. He needs to do a movie. What about his marriage? About yeah, why not? Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, losses. Well, one of them he was only married to for like a few months, which is crazy. Um, mm. but, uh, Maybe it was a Vegas uh, wedding. Well, I mean, I am going to talk about leaving Las Vegas. I, I don't know. Maybe that's what, <laughs> anyway, so they end up, you know, getting the dad prepped and put him on the stretcher and they take him to this hospital. This hospital. <laughs> might literally be the yeah. worst hospital I've ever seen in a movie. It's like hell. That's what I called it. I actually put that in my note. I said, like, this hospital is hell on earth. Pretty much. 
I'd rather about this just have an asthma attack and just just wing it out because this hospital. The presentation, okay, let me back up. So, yesterday I went to the police station. I didn't do nothing wrong. I don't know why people think I did something wrong. It's for background check for work purposes, whatever. It was just so, like, dual. It was just so, like, oh, it felt like the night. I think I told you this before. It felt like they stuck it in 1980s and 90s down there in the police station. It just just not, like, up to at all. And this one reminded me of that, too. Even the lighting in this movie suck. Shout out to Ruby. And I'm just like, okay, what the hell? Then you got the fake police security guard. He was there, you know, trying to maintain everybody. It was just a lot going on. You got no, he won't order. Right, exactly. Like, you literally threatened the patients. Well, I kind of don't blame him in this damn hell, like you call it. It was just so much going on. You got the nurse, um, that I forgot her name. But uh, she was like, oh, you know, don't let people in here. And then the other one was like, oh, you know, she was encouraging them. I think she's like the consultant, I guess. And I'm like, okay, what the hell's going on? And then she was talking to one uh, about the cocaine, like how why, why we should help you. It was just so much. That thing <laughs> had so much going on. I couldn't even keep up with it, <laughs> keep up with it. But no, he was the one, like, I almost said shining light, but he was the one, like, kind of elevate the movie. Even his scenes is like, he had the craziest scenes. And I'm just like, okay. I said, like, well, he probably going to be one of the main characters in this movie. And I was right. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. And I didn't even know that was Anthony. Mark Anthony. And this, I didn't even know that was him. I know he had the dreads and stuff. Because I, I didn't really look real close to him. I'm like, oh, he's probably yeah. some actor. You know, probably retired. Maybe he just one of them. Like, okay. He just did a movie, you know, for a friend or a cousin, something like that. I didn't know that was the freaking singer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, they had this hospital, and like you said, you introduced to to these these people that work at this hospital, and it's almost like, well, who's crazier in this movie? Is it the medical workers or the patients that they? they deal with because they all seem kind of kind of off and crazy right yeah it is it, i was gonna say the medical team is more crazy. because you yeah you, you expect the patients to be crazy i mean well well i mean when you're a patient in the hospital you come in your purpose coming in the hospital unless you're homeless you just want you know to, you know get some rest or whatever you know get some food or something but Coming in the hospital, you're supposed to be the patient. You're supposed to be in pain. I'm talking about emergency room purposes. Yeah. You're supposed to be in pain. So that's already one headache to deal with. But when you got the nurses and the doctors acting worse than the patients, yeah, that's a that's a nut job from hell hospital. I, oh, God. Like, if we had that down here, no. I mean, we got messed up hospitals down here, but Jesus, that was just, it was just terrible. It was just too much commotion. And then the emergency room looked so small, by the way. And everybody was just, like, bumped up. <laughs> you know? Like, they was in a war or something. Yeah. But but you know what? I was a little... One thing I was disappointed about, because we get this throughout the movie, where the... Because um, I always forget what his character's name, but the security guard. He says that a few times in the movie, about, like, when he's telling people, like, don't make me take off my sunglasses. I actually wanted a scene where he took off his sunglasses to see what he was going to do, but we never got that. We never got it. Right, exactly. I, I wanted that scene. 
Um, so yeah, they get the dad there and, um, Frank basically has to kind of bully, you know, they way into getting this man taken care of because of the fact that Larry had called it in and, you know, that the guy was dead. It was like, wait, I thought you pronounced him. Like I did. Well, he, he's gotten better, you know, type of thing as Nicholas Cage says and everything. So they got, had to bully, bully their way to get this man a room to be taken care of him. Yeah, that, like you said, too, that's where we first introduced to Noel who wanted some water and everything. He's strapped to the bed or whatnot. And he manages, well, the old man that was, like, laying in the bed next to him, he was like, oh, I'm tired of you fussing. Like, oh, I'm... So he basically let him go and this man jumps up. He got on nothing but his underwear in a, in a robe and he runs to the water fountain. And we come to find out that Mary actually knows who Noel is. And mm-hmm. it's it's kind of funny because you see him, you see the crazed look in Noel's eyes. But when he's talking to Mary and when she tells him, it's like, yeah, my dad, he, he was just rushed in here. He had a heart attack. I don't think he's going to make it. You can almost see like he's actually concerned a little bit for her. And he even hugs mm-hmm. her. But in that, it's like right up he hugs her, it's like, Okay, I got to go back to being how I was. It's it's, it's real right. subtle. Is... Yeah, it's real yeah. subtle just how he acts. So it, it kind of comes back later, especially when Tom says that about like, does he look like he's crazy? He knows exactly what he's doing. So mm. it, it kind of makes you wonder, like, was he really crazy? So I, I mean, they did. I think. Mary did say like he he is her brother's best friend, and then uh, she said he got shot in the head or something like that. Yeah, That's say why that he's it was nuts. Say that uh, Cy or uh, Tiger, one of them shot him in the head, and ever since then he he hasn't been right. So I don't know. Um. Mm-hmm. So so like I'm, I'm gonna kind of skip around a little bit because we do get like a lot of scenes. Of like yeah, madness in was, this movie, but it was overwhelming sometimes looking at certain scenes and trying yeah. to like piece them together. And <laughs> but when you come to Nicholas, I'm sorry, uh, Mary and Frank like scenes, it's like it's very calm. Yeah, you know they had a moment. You know he saw a scream or she, you know, arguing with him or whatever. But like most of these scenes was very calm during the movie around the chaos. <laughs> yeah. It just. That's the way I feel. Even with the mom, and she was like, you know, of course her husband's in the hospital. Like, he just, you know, he was so nice to her. Yeah, he liked her. But to me, he came off creepy, but he was trying to be nice at the same time. It's like, okay, you literally, literally walk to her house and tell her about her father's condition and proving why you're going to pick up a phone. But he didn't have her number, so he walked there. So, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, it was like all over the place. But like, some of the scenes make sense, and then the other craziness, it just, it took away a little bit for me to be like, okay, to get more into these characters. Especially once the scenes were no, I'm like, Lord have mercy. So, okay, so, like I say, this all happens while he's with Larry, John Goodman, and you know what, this actually might be probably one of John Goodman's most reserved roles in a movie like i mean yeah he's he's probably like best known for being you know the dad from roseanne or now most recent the connors right 
But when he, whenever you see him pop up in a movie, he, he was all his character is always like larger than life. Because I mean, yeah, he's lost the weight now, but you know when he was younger, like here and everything, you know he was a he was a big guy, so he was always like larger than life um type. But in this movie, he's kind of somewhat calm. I mean, yeah, there's that whole outburst that he has when he's cleaning up all the blood out of the uh, back of the ambulance. He's like, all right, that's it. I'm done. You know, type of thing, which I will blame. But, right. I would have did the same thing. Right. Like, I, that, that was a natural reaction. Yeah. And, and then Mary and, and Frank just looking like, what the hell? <laughs> you know? But, I mean, we do find out a little bit about him that, you know, he's been doing this for a long time and he actually wants you know, to be a captain. He 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 was going to be taking his captain's exam, you know, he just so he can get out of the, the chaos, you know, he you yeah. know, to get away from that because he's been doing this a long time. So let's say we do learn a little bit about him. He has a family and stuff like that. So it kind of makes sense for him to be like, all right, I'm done. I'm tired of this because I've been doing it yeah. for so long. Let me let me just get out of this. Right. So when he drops uh, Frank off, that's the last time we really see him as far as current, the, the next time we see him is just in a flashback, which is the whole thing that happens with, with um, right, showing um, trying to save Rose and everything. But yeah, that's the last time we really see him. Um, so his next part, <laughs> Good no, it, it felt like he was he was like medium. Then he go high. Then he go another <laughs> level of you don't know what's medium or high. It was just his partner was just like off the hook. But Larry was the most subtle out of all his partners. Yes. Like he was the most calm. I yeah. would say that. Like yes. it just turned up from here. Because <laughs> his, his next partner is good old Marcus. V Rays himself. Um, yes. Um, yeah, what what'd you, what'd you <laughs> think about V Rays in this movie? He he had me die laughing. Like he just brought more life to the movie. Yes, Noel brought life, like far as being the nut, but he he was the cool nut. And then him and like Queen Latifah on the ready. Take over in here. Six two young. Let's go, six two young. Answer the radio. Hey Marcus, it's love. <laughs> Haven't heard her in months. Well, no, she only works when I'm on. I makes her wait. Drives her crazy. True, you and Love went on a blind date. Mm-hmm. She hit you with the ball. Why you gotta bring that up? She loved me the way no woman ever has. Six too young, I don't have time for your games. Now answer me, or do I have to come out there myself? Oh, sookie, sookie now. Rough. <laughs> now, see, I usually don't do calls before my coffee, but I think this be good for your son. Six too young is here, baby. <laughs> and I'm gonna take care of you. Don't you worry about a thing. Come on, white boy. Because <laughs> Big Daddy Marcus is alive and on arrival, baby. I'm not your baby, young. I'm not your mother, either. You're going to a cardiac arrest. 30th and 11th, northeast corner. It's a club. Take the back end. Ah, 10-4, sweet mama. Always wanted to do that, like dish bass. I was younger. Always wanted to, you know, be one of them. But I was like, no, nah, I got. I was like, no, no, thank you. But like him, <laughs> just, just, you know, like just his acting. 
Right. <laughs> I had money. Like, come here, prostitute. Come here. Come here. Oh but just his interaction with uh, Frank, it was funny. I just like all the scenes. He's like, you good? You good? It's like, no, I'm not. You know, because he can't sleep. Because everywhere he go, he see Rose. And I think he was like, you know, you need some help. You know, stuff like that. But just his scenes, like when they um, interact, it was just funny. Like he he was the comedy of the movie. I think and he just he made it like lighthearted. And then and then of course it go back dark. But just him interaction with Nicolas Cage, it felt like they probably had to do a lot of scenes because it looked like they they cut a lot of times. It's like he probably was laughing. That, that's what I get from him because he's just hilarious in this movie. So so okay, so a few standouts with with Marcus. One, like you were saying, the whole the dispatching thing with, with Queen Latifah as love, and apparently they went on a blind date together, and it didn't go so hot because apparently she hit him, she hit him in the head with a with something. I forgot exactly what she said, but he was like, "Why you got to bring that up?" You know and everything. But he's always trying to talk, trying to talk sweet to her, sexy on the on the like, "This is young, and I'm I'm gonna do this for you, baby." It was like what? Like what are you doing? Like what the hell are you doing? So that was funny. Guess her reaction is like, you know, like you can, get the word go to such and such a. It was just funny. Like I think the dispatch, all the scenes, the dispatch was funny. You, like even you with almost, the one with the dude. You you could almost see her rolling her eyes as she's talking to him, and you don't never see her in the movie. Right. That's why I thought they was going to show her. I'm like, okay, why we don't see her just. Literally, she could have been in, you know, one of them uh, rooms or something, you know, and just had her roll her eyes. She literally just did a voiceover in the movie. What was crazy about it, she was in two movies in, in 99. She was in this, and she was in The Bone Collector with Denzel Washington and Angelina Jolie, where she played um, right. Denzel's um, caretaker. Um, which both movies take place in New York, right? Um, but yeah, that, that, like I say, that's a standout with him just being priceless on, on that. Then the scene where they go to the to that damn club and the, the, the boy <laughs> is dead and his name is Ivy Bangin. Okay, what happened? Please tell me he's gonna be all right. No, he dead. Bugging, we just signed our first record deal. Look, he dead, son. Ain't nothing we can do about it. Come on, Frank, that's it. What do you mean he's dead? He's not dead. It's a heroin overdose. Let's break out the Narcan. He's dead unless you folks want to stop bullshitting me and tell it straight. Then the good Lord willing will try and bring him back. Broke up with this old lady. We didn't break up. We were just uh, seeing other she people. She broke his heart. Shut up, asshole. Tell Nobody asked you. I was not talking you. Dead. You. I will. Shut up. I'm still waiting and this young man here is still dead. You want to leave him in a body bag too? You'll end up like him, Shut up. dick. Shut up. He's been snorting that red death stuff. Been going on for like four days now. Rebuke the spirit of drugs in the name of Jesus. What's his name? I be banging. What you mean I be banging? I be banging. What the hell kind of name is I be banging? I don't know his real name. Frederick Smith. Okay, Freddie. It's Frederick. Okay, I be banging. We're gonna bring you back from the dead. Now I want everybody here to grab the hand of the person next to you. Come on now, we ain't got much time and look up towards the heavens dear lord here i am again asking one more chance for a sinner 
please, Lord, bring back Abby Banging, Lord. You have the power, Jesus. You have the might. You have the super light to spare this worthless man. Rise up, Abby Banging, and start your life anew, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. What happened? You fucking died, you stupid bastard. I warned you. Damn, you guys are good. Not us. The first step is love. The second is mercy. Basically what it is, because a running theme in the movie is that these people have been, you know, taking this this drug that's basically killing folks. And I kind of thought they was going to go uh, more with that, but they didn't. It just, yeah. it's, it's just kind of a like a subplot that just gets talked about, but they never go too deep with it. But mm-hmm. he's basically dead, the boy is, and all his <laughs> friends and everything. It's like, we just... We just signed a record deal and everything like this. And so it's like, well, what's his name? I be banging. So what you mean I be banging? That's his name. I, what's his real name? Oh, uh, Frederick. What? what? Fre- <laughs> I, I so, so what's funny about this is that basically now Marcus knows that um, Frank is basically shooting him up with adrenaline. That's what he's doing. Right. But the people don't know what's going on. So he basically tells everybody to hold hands. And I'm probably going to insert that, that clip into this scene. But he he tells them to hold hands and start praying for Ivy. And, you know, and everything. And then he literally pops up. He's like, rise up. <laughs> like, no. All right. So this, this is really going to make you laugh. When he's doing that, why am I thinking about Big E the whole time? Oh, God. Why am I thinking about Big E the whole time? He sounds like But he did. But because when I was uh, doing my watch of it and I was live tweeting and everything, and when I brought that up Mm -hmm. or whatnot, I was like, you know, he's basically channeling his inner Al Sharpton. Because look at his hair. And but but that's another stands out and then the Uh, other one is when they have when they go to that abandoned building where basically that was funny (laughs) no but tell me this why when marcus gets out of the truck he's like i hate coming to this neighborhood he pulls he's whips out of a toss on the crackheads oh he's in this building like what's like what are you? What are you <laughs> exactly, he did it, and Frank like whatever. I mean, yeah, I'm going in, and then he goes in, and it's like pitch black. And then he had a flashlight because the other dude had a candle. And he was like, "Come on, come on, come on!" It's like, okay, and it's like, "But we're virgins." He was like, "You sure?" Yeah, I see three. I see three legs. Like what? That scene had me tired. He said, "Are you sure?" What the hell is that? He said, "What the hell is?" <laughs> Nick McFadden just like she's having a baby. Having like three. get over it. Uh, he's like, okay. And then that that was just weird. And then I wish they would have went back to the part of like seeing them later in the movie and see him like walking out and cussing her out or something. But we didn't get that. Clearly, she was not a virgin. He might have been a virgin. She was not a right. Virgin. Is <laughs> she's and she twins. had twins. Yeah, and I mean, oh, one, a baby boy. But one of the babies died though. 
Yeah, yeah that was very depressing. Because you, you see uh, Mark, he's like, yeah, look at this baby boy. He all happy. Like, it's, it's his, like, grandchild child. And he's like, well, Frank, how's your baby doing? So, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> then they go to the hospital. It's like, oh. And then that's the one scene you actually see medical staff doing their damn job when someone come in. It had been an infant. So I was like, kudos to them for actually doing something. Yes, they lost a child, but at least they wasn't like playing around yeah. for once. Like, oh, we get to them when we get to them. Right. So, okay. So answer me this. Now, I mean, every city has, you know, paramedics and stuff like this. Um, oh, Lord. Now, <laughs> When the hell did the uh, ambulance become like a damn Uber? <laughs> yeah. just, I mean, we, we get this a few times in the movie where like, Call like, share service. Just, just, just get in the back. I'll take you home. When he, t- when he tells Mary mom that, like, oh, just get back. We'll take you home. Yeah. Or, or with Mary, like, yeah, um, yeah, come on, come for you know, we'll take you where you need to go. What? Like when the, when right, the hell did become a damn Uber Lyft ride? Like, what is it? But the first thing, he was like, no, don't get in. Like, go with your family. I'm like, why she can't go, but you giving her all these rides later? Like, well, I mean, I, 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 I guess I that because it. the dad, you know, they had him in the back, so that's why he didn't do that. Every other time, there was I nobody. I mean, but you can... Right, I understand that, but you can. She literally can sit with him, like I did that before. You can literally sit with the person. Yeah, but but it just I wow. don't know. I mean, I mean, yeah, he did it right thing. Like, okay, go go with your family. But I was just like, why she can't say we're a father? But that's just a double sword for me. I was just like, okay, but yeah, he was doing all these Uber lifts and all that for her and other people, and even no, oh, he got a lift when uh, Omar got. Well, that's not his name in this movie <laughs> when he got shot. <laughs> Yeah, well, he died too. Yeah, a lot of people died. Jinx. But, but no, I just, I just thought that was like random. Like, I mean, I don't live in New York, so if any, you know, anybody from Hell New York no. or whatnot is listening. Do 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 the paramedics do this? Do they be like, oh, you need a ride? Oh, okay, we'll take you there. <laughs> you know uh, they ask Rob Base. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For New York. Like, what? <laughs> like what? Like oh. really? That's what that's what they do. like shit. We could have did that. Like, hey, ambulance, you take us uh, to to Jersey? Exactly. Right, exactly. That's a six hundred ride down here. I don't know how much it costs over there, but six hundred dollars. <laughs> I'd rather just go to. I'd rather catch a Uber, a pool. So the 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 last scene with Marcus is when they both been drinking because they drinking gin, and they're oh, drunk. I and, hate gin. I and, hate it. <laughs> and love, but you drinking it. And love calls and Marcus. He's like. All right, I'll do anything for you, baby. I'm coming for you, baby. <laughs> and he takes off flying, swerves, Boom. a damn cab pulls out. So he swerves, Mr. Cab, he hits the damn car, flips the damn ambulance on his side. And are these two hurt? No, they're not hurt. They get out and they're laughing. <laughs> or whatnot. Like, what? That was and... a lot to take in. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? And then he walks away. And I'm like... Frank, Frank Why did you ask me watching? 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I, well, like I like when we was texting yesterday, I said, "Yeah, you probably." I'm surprised you didn't text me when you was watching the movie. I'm surprised at that, um, because I th- I really thought you was gonna text me like, "What the hell you got me watching?" Um, so yeah, Frank he leaves him. He basically leaves the the scene of an accident. He just walks off, and Marcus is there now. I always wondered like, did Marcus get fired? Or whatnot, because he was drinking on the job. Clearly, he was drunk, you know, or whatnot. So, like, did Marcus get fired? Cause we never see Marcus again. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. But he leaves and he goes home, and he basically because okay, one of the running things in this movie is that Frank just wants to get some damn sleep. <laughs> the man just wants to go to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he got to go to sleep all right. <laughs> so he, he he finally gets to go to sleep for for a little while, and he he wakes up and then he goes, you know, to to um to work, and his captain's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "You missed like the the the, the last nine shifts for the day," and he's basically trying to get fired, and this man refuses to fire him, even offers to vacation. <laughs> To give him sick leave time. <laughs> because he didn't, yeah, have any, he didn't have any more sick leave. He even volunteers like, I will give you sick leave. He said, but I need bodies on the street. What? Like, yeah, what? I, I was like, I, that touched the nerve. I'm like, damn, can I be his position? <laughs> like, can I do that? No. Yeah, that was that was funny, and then just the way some you know, yeah, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, I'll fire you tomorrow. I, I'll fire you next year. You said that last time. I'm like, uh, okay, so he really wanted just quit. <laughs> Let's drag it to unemployment. But it's like, okay, that's how you know a job is really bad to the point of where they won't fire you because they actually do need you. They can't get new people, so they won't fire you. Because they actually need you. So even all the shit that you do doesn't really matter because we can't get nobody to replace you. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, 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 that's very crazy. true. That is crazy. So so after that or what um Frank, he um I guess he was, I guess this is between shifts or something or whatnot, because he ends up meeting up with Mary and they go to uh, what she calls the Oasis. And so I just got, I got to go, you know, meet my, you know, I'll meet my friend and everything. It's like, well, you know, I'm going to go up, but, uh, you know, you can, you can buzz up after 15 minutes and then maybe she'll let me go type of thing. But she has some real sketchy. Anything, but Frank he yeah. decides to go upstairs with her to the 16th floor, and that's where we see um, Angela Bassett's sister. That's what we're gonna call her. For this. <laughs> and was it was it Kenita, 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 Kenita something like that. Probably. Angela Bassett's okay. sister. So, um, Let's see, <laughs> so it's like, okay, is she the friend or whatnot? It's like, okay, so because at first we kind of like, yeah. Like what's she about to go do? Like trick? That's how I thought she was going. I thought she was a possible. Yeah, it, it was um, weird. 
Yeah, so, from Deuce. The, the TV show. <laughs> I thought that was one of them numbers. But. It, it looked like the building. It looked like one of those buildings from the Deuce. Uh, oh. Yeah, that's what I thought. But I was completely wrong. She just wanted some sleep. I thought they was going to do, do something to her, but she just wanted some sleep. Yeah, okay. So, so Frank, you know, he was pacing back and forth. He goes back up there. He knocks on the door. It's like, uh, Mary Burke. Like, oh, no, no, Mary. No, Mary. Like, get it. I just I just saw her come in here. Get out of the damn way. So he he forces right. himself in, and then that's when we meet Cy. Now, like I say, Cliff Curtis is a chameleon. All right, yeah. what nationality is he supposed to be in this movie? Oh, I don't know. I I got I, I got um African American yes. mixed with um. I, I, no, you got to right. say like. Cause he, like he got, India, like like mix, he was mixing it. Like I know he was trying to be African American, but like he was mixing it with something else though. The way he was dressing, yeah, the hair, but it's like it's like he's trying to be two nationalized at the same time. <laughs> That's what I got from him. But 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 yeah, I always took it that he's supposed to be black in this. That's what, that's what I always took it. <laughs> I, I could be wrong, but. <laughs> He, no, I, I agree with you. I think he was, but I feel like it was mixed with something else. But I just couldn't. I can't put my finger on what. But when I saw, I said, "Oh, is he trying to be a brother?" Because he clearly not one. <laughs> like, what the hell are they doing? I'm like, okay. And then when I saw Kanita, I was like, okay. I was like, oh, all right. So maybe he's the pimp. But because they were talking about the drug or whatever, he trying to um, fix that. And then he had the big dude. I was gonna call him Big Rob or whatever. He had the big dude in the back. I guess he was trying to track <laughs> it down. Who, who's um trying to you know who's doing the um distributing all the drugs and stuff? Guess he was back on the computer trying to find out, and I'm like, okay, that's interesting. But we never get that, you know, ended like you said earlier about like the whole drug thing, like who who started it. Yeah, because I mean, apparently the drug that he's giving people is not that same drug. And what's interesting? Yeah. And what's interesting about about this whole thing is that I think in a different movie, side the side character could easily have been like a villain type, but here he's he's not really because he's real cool and it's like this is a safe mm-hmm. almost like this is a safe place like I offer yeah. You know, you know, I open my door to people. A guru, just, kind of. Yeah, yeah, you can say that a little bit. Yeah, he like I open my door to people. They, you know, they need a break from the real world. They come in, they get some rest, type of thing. You know, sure, I, can, I, can I get his number? Like, I get what he is. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they got them people they they call like um, snuggle buddies. Uh, that's actually a job. Didn't know that you go and cuddle with somebody. That's actually a job, Jay. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, they could have easily put that in here, too. So. I think that was a... Wait, I think that's a... I'm going to have to look it up, but I could have swore that Helen Hunt, you know, that was in Twister and, and the TV show Mad About mm-hmm. You. Yeah. I think she was in a movie that was kind of, sort of, like that. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, that's what she I'm not sure it. she was... But I, I know somebody, like, I work with was telling me about, like, in their country... But that's a job. And I was like, huh? And they was like, yeah. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Basically, you go and cuddle with people. Yeah, you get paid for it. And then I remember I saw something like, I don't know, on YouTube one time, and it was like, 
this dude, he was, um, I think he was depressed. And this girl came over there and just her job, it was like one of them short stories. I don't know how I came across it. And like basically she was just like, her job was just to lay there. And the dude was depressed because he lost his family or something, something like yeah. that. You know, I'd be clicking on stuff on YouTube. Well, yeah, that was like the cuddling buddy. So they could have did that in this movie. <laughs> oh, okay. But, but yeah, like I say, like if you watch this movie for the first time, you thinking that, okay, some shady shit is about to go down in this apartment. But it really doesn't. I mean, Frankie finds out that Mary, she basically went to the back to, just so she could get some damn sleep. She took whatever the, cause they don't, even, they don't say exactly what this drug is that he's given, but it's not the same one that's basically killing folks on the street. Mm-hmm. And it, it's $10. I'm like, is that a, a town no three extra strength? <laughs> like, what is that? Coney? What is that? What is that? Motrin? 800? You know, or 1600 Boulet style? You know, Frankie, some uh, some soda or something like what is that? Because <laughs> Frank, he even he even you know when they give give him the pill and everything, he even because he's a paramedic, so he knows about like different drugs and stuff. So he even licks it first before he actually takes it. But like I said, it's like there's it feels like there's a subplot of this movie that's missing that revolves more around the drugs. Yeah. So yeah, is it possible to come out with a second part to this, or it's just done? I mean, I know they're like much older now. This, and, this, this movie, this movie is what? <laughs> it's twenty one years old. So I think it come back be like this time we That's are twenty two. Oh, twenty two years because ninety nine. Yeah, twenty two years. Jesus. Um, oh. yeah, that's crazy. Shit, twenty two years ago. Good lord. Um, but anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, we 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 kind of thought that things might go a little sideways here because yeah, you mm-hmm. got this this pimp looking guy, you got his what bottom bitch, I guess. Um, and, and Angela Bassett's <laughs> yeah. sister, and then you got the bottom big, bitch, you got the big black, <laughs> the bottom boom, bottom B. He <laughs> had the bitch and the queen in the movie. There you go. That's my rhyme today. Yes. And then you got the big black dude in the back, which is kind of funny because if you watch True Romance and then you watch this and you see this scene, is is almost very similar to the, to the whole thing of Gary Oldman character being a pimp Drexel and he got a big black dude with him too, and Patricia Arquette character was his prostitute. So yeah, you could almost put that connection. That makes me wonder, like, was that done on purpose? Um, but anyway, so. They basically, you know, it's like, hey, you know, Frank, you want to, you, you want to relax. You need to relax. He say, have you looked at yourself in the mirror? Which he did. He looked like he was sick. And he even said it a few times. He, yeah, he looks terrible. I mean, at one point, this man make a cocktail in a damn ambulance. So, you know, he's trying to make himself feel better. So, yeah. So, so he sits down and they, you know, they give him the pill and everything, give him some water and he ends up taking it. And at first, it's cool, but then, you know, those old demons start coming at him. And, yeah. you know, rope. Ha! 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 I was like, what the hell? And then he just, he sleepwalked, basically, to go get married. And then they just, they're like, let him go. Let him go. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck? What is this? I was just, I was just like, that was a lot to take into. 
But I, I was like, but here is where doing this part, you know, the dream we we do see where what happened with Rose because at first we just hear the story of him talking about Rose, but we yeah. find out was she was walking on the street and she she was with some of her friends because she was homeless, so she was with some you know other kids because she was only eighteen, which is even even more sad. But um, you know, she's walking or whatnot and she just falls out. You know, in the street, but luckily enough, you know, the paramedics is there. It's um it's uh Frank and uh Larry, you know, driving by and they stop and they try to work on her. Now, did you notice that it seemed like it was moving in reverse? Yeah. Like, okay, so here's the most interesting thing about that. When they filmed it and like when they shot it, they had all the actors do everything in reverse and then when they play the scene back they play it in reverse so you kind of get this that's why like in certain moments you notice like certain things look like it's in double reverse yeah 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 so I thought that was like real interesting you had them acting in reverse and then you You play the scene in first, yeah. So, I, well, I guess that that adds to the whole, yeah, 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 right. Um, I guess it adds to the whole thing of of it being a dream and him tripping in a way. So, I guess you know it wouldn't necessarily be cohesive in a way. But yeah, he wakes up and freaks out and whatnot, and <laughs> and he goes and literally puts her over his shoulder, and, and they get the hell out of there. And then, okay. Why is it when they're walking down the street after they leave side? Why both of them look like, like if they were not walking next to each other, they literally would fall down in the street. <laughs> yeah, they were just towed up, and then they like, um, she he was following her. So why are you following me? And, and then they, you know, they was on the cigarette stuff together. It was they just like fumbling around, like like they was a kite in the air, like two kites were just like you know, fumbling around in the wind. I'm like, what the hell? And then he's like, you know, walk her to her house, which is nice of him. And she was like, well, you know, bye. And then he's like, oh, can I just sit down for a moment? And then he went smack to, to sleep. <laughs> I need to sleep. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, get out of here. The man lays down on the couch and goes, because let's say all he wanted to do was sleep. That actually might be the, 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 um, the sub title for this episode. Frank just wanted some sleep. <laughs> that might be. I just wanted some sleep. Damn it! That's all he wanted was just sleep. He, he ain't want no drugs. He ain't want no alcohol. He ain't want no sex. He just wanted sleep. Yeah, just, That's all he wanted. Just wanted. He just wanted sleep. sleep. Repeat. He just wanted sleep. <laughs> That's all he wanted. He just wanted a good night's sleep. So good night sleep. Eat. Repeat. So since he wasn't fired or whatnot, he goes back to work and he's been paired up now with his former partner tom tom size good lord oh my god this, this is just crazy now okay so you mentioned it earlier or whatnot as the movie goes along things get crazy and crazy and it seems like as you know larry is the is the calmest one marcus is you know is, is kind of you know offbeat and everything but when he gets with tom this is when the movie. This is when things just go completely off the damn rails, and everything. Uh, yeah, it 
it was a lot. I guess they wanted to save the worst for last. That's what I felt like watching yeah. the scenes. I mean, I'm not going to order. Sorry, Jay, but he's beating up Noel. They they plan to go beat him up because at this point, Nicholas Cage, he just uh, well, Frank, he just he want more sleep at this point, so he do the cocktail in the back. Like, what are you doing? He, I don't feel well. And then he's like, put him in the mo like, I want to go fuck up some. I want to beat somebody up, beat somebody. He's like, well, let's go find no. Like, what? Like, he's like, no. At first, then you know they went to go find them. He's literally busting out the damn cars with a baseball bat. Like he had a <laughs> he had a game, and he joins him. But they had a plan to like, okay, like you go this way, you talk to him because he had run VC me because I literally beat the crap out of him last time in the ambulance when I when you know when I did that to him. So he gonna run from me. And he's literally getting on his hands and knees. They want to do the whole trick. You push somebody back thing. Didn't work. And then he knows so a whole ass. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like, what, what is going on here? I just ain't understand it. I just didn't. Like, why y'all beat on this man? Well, and then the whole thing you talking about earlier about is he really crazy or not? Well, okay. Not, not just why are they beating on it. Why are they so bored? That they decide to go jump somebody. Like, they're paramedics. Why are y'all going to try to jump somebody? Like, what are you doing? Y'all supposed to be saving lives, not out here just randomly jumping people on the street. And I mean, the, the running thing through the movie with Noel is that he wants to die. He, he he's because there's a scene earlier in the movie, you know, after he left from the hospital, he went and got some army fatigues from somewhere. And everything, and he—I don't know what the hell that was. He had wrapped around him. I don't know if it was it barbed wires. I don't know what the hell that was, but he got it wrapped around. Him. He got blood all over his face. He got a broken bottle, and he's basically got the bottle like to his juggler and telling like random people just to push it, you know, so it would stab him, so he would die. He wants to die. So Tom—that's his whole thing. It's like I'm gonna kill you, you know what not. And it's like, what's like, what is going on here? So they end up like down, like underneath the people's house or whatnot in the in the in the sewer. I don't know what the hell they was, but um, Frank he's starting to see visions of Rose or what they hear her talking to him. And in the midst of that, that's when out of nowhere, because Tom had found no took the baseball bat from him and started beating on him, beat him so bad that he actually ended up, he's about to die, but Frank stops him and they end up taking him to the hospital. Now we don't know if he live or die because we just don't know. They just leave it. You know, is we don't know if he lived or died, but I want to assume that he died, but we don't know for sure. But, um, back at the hospital, so another running thing, because I'm certain things I'm kind of lumping all together. Um, mm-hmm. one of the one of the running things through the movie too is Mary's dad just refuses to die. <laughs> the man refused to die, and they yes. basically they basically had to revive him seventeen times. Once again, we don't know how long, how much time has really passed, but right. since he's been in the hospital, they've had to revive oh, him Lord. seventeen times. And now Frank starts to have like I guess hallucin- hallucinating that this man is talking mm-hmm. to him, even though his eyes is wide open and he has a tube down his throat, so clearly he's not really talking. But yeah, 
Frank is imagining that he's talking to him. He's like, kill me, boy. You know, why you don't do it? I thought he was going to doctor do little things on these uh, patients. I was like, okay, is he going to do somebody else like that? Like, what the hell? Like, you can read minds and stuff. I was, I was just very, I was disturbed by that. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, and then, did his eyes ever close during the movie The Father? I think the only time his eyes were closed is when they sedated him. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. And then he tried to rip the two out his mouth and whatever, and he's yeah, panicking, yeah. and yeah. And and then Mary, she had a, a I don't want to say a fetish, but letting, letting people go when they tied up. Yeah, <laughs> the wrong people go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was that was weird too. Um, so. Because throughout the course of the movie, they do keep going back and forth to the hospital. So the dad, he, because he seemed to be kind of coming back to, to some degree. Now, whether that was true or not, we don't know. But he got moved to the uh, to a better uh, part of the hospital because they was actually going to do a CAT scan to see, like, what was his brain functionality like. So he's upstairs now. So Frank, he goes in. He goes upstairs. Now, did you notice who the nurse was that he asked where the dad was? No. Uh-uh. Did you ever watch Scrubs? Yeah. Like, a couple of times, but not, like, all the time. Well, well, she was she was one of the main characters on Scrubs, which is funny, because she's playing a nurse here, and she plays a nurse on Scrubs. But, um, yeah, she was she was uh, Donald Faison's um, wife on there. But, uh-huh. um... But yeah, uh, so he she tells him like yeah he's right over there. So he goes in, he's talking to him now. Why is Frank walking around with them? Um, I forgot the patches that they use. <laughs> you know, why is he walking around with those on? Yeah. So yeah, because didn't they put one on the little homeless man who's trying to cut himself like early yeah. in the in the night and stuff, yeah. and if it turned green or something, he was on. That that was funny. I got kicked out of that. Yeah, he had that on. I'm like, so when did you put this on? Unless that was his plan all along. We just ain't see him do that. And that was that whole scene was just like, okay, this man is not talking to you, but you think he is, and you literally like. I mean, I mean, I don't condone that. I mean, that's kind of smart because the alarm's not gonna go off. So, you know, he put it on him and then let him die. You know, took the yeah. tubes out and everything. But it's like, yeah. you come back in. Well, I guess he had to take the two out to do CPR. But it's like, she come back in. It's like, no tube in there. It's like, they don't, that's not a red flag to them. or Unless, unless they, they do that. I'm not sure. To do CPR. I, I, I don't know. Like I said, there's a lot in this movie. <laughs> but... But like I say, that's that's what happens with him. Yeah, so he he basically helps the dad die, you know, or whatnot. All um, everything. And like I said, that was one of the running things that happened. But so now we're gonna go back real quick because this this part of the movie, it, it this really is what makes me think like there's a subplot missing because Tom and Frank they get a call about a jumper. And everything, so they go to the building and they see where like there's somebody hanging, you know, from like what the hell is what is, what is happening? I thought he was a jumper, like yeah, well he jumped from the 16th floor, he landed on the 14th floor, basically, and so they go upstairs and something bad happened here. We we don't really know what, but um, 
Angela Bassett's sister, she gets sh- she was shot in the head and she's laying face down in the front door because there's water and blood all over the place. They go inside and they see where um Cy is hanging well, he's actually impaled on the damn gate from the 14th floor. And Tiger apparently jumped too. He landed on the 14th floor, but broke both his legs and managed to crawl inside the apartment and passed out. But it's like, what the hell? It's like, what happened here? Like, right. I was so confused. It was no details. Uh, I mean, you see the result of everything, but they don't go into I mean, they say like kids. So kids did that to you? Like, because he said something about kids did that. I, I, while he was like stuck on a damn fence or so whatever the hell yeah, it's called I, I, yeah I, like, I, he I, lifts I, my I, head up yeah cause that was weird I'm like so the, his big ass goes to the 14th floor he that's he like broke broke from his legs and managed to open somebody balcony door or whatever to crawl in their house okay I, like I say it it, <laughs> it it feels like there's a portion of the movie missing with this because it didn't make no sense. Like, okay, what happened here? Like, did y'all turn on each other or, or what? What what right. exactly went down here? And, and, and the cops ain't no good. Oh, you know, when he was yeah, like, they when, they, when they fail. Right. And then when he's about to die, like Frank and um, um, well, the black dude in this movie, <laughs> they were about to die. And I'm like, okay, he's like, well, you look, we put the, the, the cables on you, huh? Ha, ha, ha. But when you see him, like, on the, the camera looking up, I don't see, like, the um the fence on him. Did you see the fence? But when he gets to the emergency room, you see him land a certain way. So I don't well, yeah, remember. It was, the, less, it was that part. It was yeah, because, yeah, cause when, it, um, when Frank was telling him, like, yeah, you're going you're gonna to feel this getting real hot. Because basically what I, they had to do, yeah. they had to saw the piece so it would break off. But that part was, was still in him. Yeah. Okay, because the the camera looked down and it looked like it was in him or because he well, wasn't reacting. Well, like, I mean, it, it was hurt. Like I, I mean, yeah, he fell. Like, oh shit, like that. But like, that's you supposed to be screaming or something. Like he didn't do none of that. No, because what's well, funny about it, when they say Frank, you glad we put the cables on you? You hear Sai say, well, "Well, what about me? Did you have me hooked in too? Uh, y'all was trying to kill me. That's what y'all was trying to do. Just thank God that Frank actually caught him." Yeah, and and then he was like, "Well, you don't owe me ten dollars no more." Like, really? Like, no, was, <laughs> he, he I, don't. I think they, I think they, I think they, I think they really was gonna try to kick. They were gonna saw him off, and well, he fell. Oops, you know, type of thing. I think that's what they were gonna do. But, but yeah, so that's that's what happened there. But I, like I said, I was always anytime I watch the movie, I'm always like, "What exactly happened here?" And I still, I can still never even come up with a real answer of my own, like a made-up answer. I don't... Like, what the fuck actually happened here? How did she get <laughs> shot? How did she get shot yeah. in the head? And did Tiger push him off the bout? Like, off the off the 16th floor, and they both fell? And he just fell on the gate, and, and, and Tiger broke both of his legs? It's like... It's just like something don't add up. Like there's something. Yeah, it don't. I was very confused again about this movie. 
So, but yeah, there's a lot of confusing stuff about this movie. But, but so, okay, so after the whole thing at the hospital with uh, Mary's dad, he, you know, he he leaves the hospital. And he goes out because, and Tom is beating the hell out of the damn ambulance because, like he said a few times in the movie, I've been trying to kill this old bus, but it just won't die. It's a warrior, just like you and me, Frank. You know, like what? Like what are you talking about? So he's just he's just going to town, beating the hell out of the ambulance. And Frank just leaves the, you know, he leaves the parking lot. He just walks away. And he goes to Mary's place and she lets him in. You know, they have a conversation and they sit down on the couch and the man goes to sleep. <laughs> he goes to sleep. And that's how the movie is. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, thank God. Because <laughs> every 10 minutes, when when he linked up with Tom. I literally kept looking at the, the timer like, okay, when is it going to end? <laughs> when it got to him, I'm like, okay, when is it going to end? Like, well, okay, all right, 30, 30 more minutes maybe? Okay, maybe 10, 15? Like, like how long is it going to last? But I was so happy to get to the end. I was so happy. Oh. Yeah, it's, it, it's a crazy thing. But there's even, a, you know, there's a conversation that Mary and Frank have about, they talk about New York. They say, New York yeah. is not for the weak. You know, it will literally... It will literally kill you. The city will kill you. <laughs> like what? It eats you alive. Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. I, do not wanna, I don't. I don't want to live in a city that can literally kill me. <laughs> but that's, that's a, yeah, definitely can. If you let it, we didn't let it. We came back into no, our home. So yeah, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> thank God. But I feel like we. I think we actually went. We was on some of those streets that's in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it looked familiar, but I couldn't place them because some of them, like you know, the dailies, they, uh, the dailies, they look alike. So, yeah, who knows at this point? Yeah, a lot of, and plus, I mean, some especially the stuff with Tom, it was very um, chaotic. Like when they were driving, and the lights is, you know, just it's like too much lights going on. And yeah, it was just a lot of crazy shit. Going <laughs> but um, but yeah, so that's bringing out the dead. Um, you ain't lying. <laughs> this, this movie was breaking out the data, right? You brought this to life, okay? You brought the dead to life, okay? Was this on VHS? It had to be. This is for DVDs, yeah, I think. Uh, Maybe DVDs was around. Can't remember. Well, ninety nine. Well, no, ninety nine is it's still VHS. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, okay. All right, the big old tapes. Yeah, what is that? No word of it. But yeah. What yeah. are wow. yeah? Um. um so I mean, we pretty much already talked about the the three partners or whatnot. But if you notice, mm-hmm. Tom and uh, not Tom, uh, Frank's his personality changes with each partner. Yeah, it, it did. It... So yeah, I, I kind of. I'm trying to say which one was calmer, but I don't know. He, he and the last two, he was kind of. Crazy out, but the first one with well, Larry, he was kind of calm. Kinda. He seemed to be having fun with Marcus, though. He was having fun with Marcus. They was drinking and you know yeah. he was like laughing and cracking yeah, jokes. He was. So yeah, so each yeah, so you get three different like points of him just acting different, you know, because it happens when you hang out with certain people, you act a certain way. It's not like you're changing; it just you, know, you can adapt to that. So um, yeah, but I wouldn't. Other than that. 
just want to go randomly jump people for no damn reason. But whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, that was a uh, yeah. He he just needed some sleep, Jack. That's that's, that's <laughs> so, like yeah. That's that's actually gonna be the yeah. Frank just needed some sleep. That's that's the that's the give sleep. this man some sleep. So, and you know what? Okay, watching this movie too. There's nobody in this movie really that you could say is truly likable. Um, I'm talking about the main characters, like that's truly true. Mary, I mean, she was okay. She was she okay. She, she was... had problems. She had problems. Uh, is that truly like uh, the mean, nurse? She was cool. I Marcus? forgot her name. You say Marcus? Nurse. Oh, oh, I'm oh, Marcus. Um, yeah, he yeah, he's a likable. <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, he is. And him and Queen Latifah, and we didn't even see her. So, those like your likable characters in the movie, I think. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know a worse a worse character. I, it's we. I guess it would be no. Oh, no. So, uh, so. yeah, he him and no, no. It's not the worst character. Just it was just so much commotion. It was just he's just. But, but Noel has an excuse of that he's not mentally right, whether it's because of the fact he was yeah. shot in the head or whatever. But he wasn't mentally like, right. What's Tom's um, excuse? He, he saw some. He saw someone. So, so I can't even talk. Too much demons in the street, and he just he snapped at the Amelams. Okay, <laughs> he needs some help. Okay, yeah. and it's like. One part had me laughing because I do this in my house. It's like you ain't got no band-aids <laughs> in the medical kit. You ain't got no band-aids in the ambulance. I just thought that was just funny. He's like, you supposed to be an ambulance. EMT, like, where, where, where's that? EMT, oh. where's that? Where, where's my band-aids? But other than that, yeah, I don't know. Um, who do you think was the funniest besides Marcus in the movie? I thought the security guard when we saw him, he was pretty funny. Yeah, like I said, I, I and, wanted and that scene with him. I want that scene of him taking off his sunglasses because I, I want to see what he was going to do. Wh- okay, what if he took him off and he was cross-eyed? <laughs> I feel like, like I, I, but I feel like I've seen that act in something. I feel like I've seen. He looks familiar. Yeah, I but just can, can he took him. off his sunglasses, so I couldn't really like see his eyes to, to know. But I feel like I've mm-hmm. seen him. But the stuff. voice, the voice yeah. sounds familiar to me. I just couldn't pinpoint where I saw him from. So but it, but most one, likely probably like a TV show or something. Probably, but that one nurse was funny when she was talking to me like, oh, because her, her you would have to put on the subtitles to like fully like hear everything that she says because like when she's talking to the one guy, oh, uh, that was a, a alcoholic. It's like, oh, so you know, so now you want us to you know take care of you so you can go back out and just drink again and then you fall out all over again and then you be right back here. <laughs> Yeah, she was funny. I liked her. Yeah, like, and she was just so calm with it too. So you, so you took the crack, and now we're gonna face it. So you can go out and you can get more crack. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I was like, okay. I was like, oh, I hope we can see more of her in the movie. But um, this movie, like the the hospital pause, kind of remind me of like I don't know. You watched Nurse Jackie. Uh, with Edie Falco in it, uh, they remind me of that a little bit. Like it was just like craziness, but not on this level of this movie, but like kind of like a little mixture of that. You know, this 
okay, this hot, you know, because I actually never watched it. I, I know of Nurse Jackie, but I never actually watched it. Um, I will say this. This hospital reminds me of the hospital from uh, the movie Born on the Fourth of July with Tom Cruise, where he plays the um, the Vietnam War veteran dude, Ron Kovics, who, which was based on a true story where he he was um, paralyzed in Vietnam. But he was put into this hospital. And this hospital <laughs> was kind of like this hospital where it just had... Just imagine a military hospital that's just like this hospital. Because that's what it was. And he was just... He was, it's a, it's a miracle that the man even survived that hospital because he, he should have died there, but he didn't miraculously or whatnot. But that's what this hospital reminded me of, of, of that scene in, in Born on the Fourth of July. <laughs> he's in this hospital. And Vivica Fox is in that mm. movie playing one of those. I think she's a nurse or she's a stripper pretending to be a nurse. I can't remember, but I know she shows up. And, yeah, it, like I say, it's, it's a lot of crazy stuff that go on in that. <laughs> moving in this hospital. Oh wow! Yeah. Mm. But but um, if you had to rate this movie out of five, what would you give it? It wasn't terrible. You know we do terrible movies, but it wasn't terrible. I give a I give actually a three out of the five stars. It wasn't that bad. Oh. I got so worse. Okay. Yeah, I give it three. Yeah. And okay, as far as your Nicolas Cage crazy meter, he he wasn't that crazy. And I mean, yeah, he do he kind of give flashes of it, but he's not for the most part crazy in this movie. Yeah, he just wants some damn sleep. Just give the man some sleep. I mean, that's all he really wanted in the damn movie. That's that's the plot to me. I just want some sleep. Um, his crazy level, uh, kind of in the middle. It was more down, but you know, it go high occasionally, then it go right back down. So I give it like a middle, like like orange going to green, kind of far as like you know, just mellowed out. So, okay. well, um, that's pretty much uh, f- for this episode. Um, before we get out of here, I mean, do you want to plug anything or? No. Sure. Um. This. Uh, thank you for having me. This was an interesting episode. Um. Jay knows I don't watch a lot of movies, so when he gives me these movies, um, I'd be like, "Oh, it was great." Or I'd be like, "What the hell is this? What did you get me watching?" So, uh, plus, uh, you can find me at what is it, uh, Keita Hover on the Twitter. Uh, yeah, you know it, nineteen ninety one. Jay probably put it in the description of the, of the yeah, it show. Will be. Of course. And you can, if you want to uh, listen to us on sports, we do other shows together. It's www.keatonjshow.com now. You guys can listen to our um, our different podcasts we over there. Stick with movies. We have a, a show called Hood Movie Sessions with myself, Mr. J. Giles, and Ruby with no name. So we have, uh, when this episode out, we will have seven episodes over there. Yeah, when this come out, I believe. Yeah, it'll be seven. So, other than that, again, Jay, thank you for having me. Um, Patricia Arquette, she wasn't bad in this movie. I, w- I will say that. I-, I was a fan of hers when she did Medium. I just liked the, the show. That's all I will say. Because I heard you and Jeff talking about her um, on the other oh. episode you guys did. <laughs> but uh, I like her. Yeah, She's very metal and methodical with her, like, acting. But she's fine. I mean, she's like, an, oh, my God, I got to see her stuff. No, not at all. But um, yeah, she did kind of 
drop off because I didn't even know she was in movies um, until I mean I had the idea she was in movies, but I didn't really like research her until like I got a little bit older and I saw like movies she was in. So we should see the other movie she did in 1999, um, Steak Butter. Okay. It's well, not scary, she, is it? I mean, uh, she gets possessed mm-hmm. or whatnot, but I, I, I okay, I put on this, I put it on the same level of uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie End of Days, where he's battling the de- the devil. I put it on the same level as that, but just a little bit more close to the exorcist side because she does get possessed in that movie. Oh Lord, okay. Or right. you can okay. watch her on Little Nicky. With uh, Adam Sandler, who plays the son of the devil. I can't stand Adam Sandler. I used to love him as a kid. He sucks bad. Ugh. As an adult, I cannot stand him. Just looking back now, I'm like, why did I like his moves? Because <laughs> his movie. Okay. I don't know. So, <sighs> going to Adam Sandler um, rant. Just well, not sucks. a rant, but just. He had. he. I'll put it like this. He had a run. The nineties was his run. Saturday Night Live, yeah. and Billy yeah. Madison, Happy Gilmore, The yeah. Water Boy. Yeah. He had, he oh, had yeah. a run. even grown ups to some degree is, is that was both, okay. Yeah, both it just are, him and um um Anderson, what's her name um for Friends. I'm blanking on her name right now. Jeff um, yes, her. Like I, I liked the movies, but when I saw Reese, I was like, "Why the fuck do I like this?" <laughs> like it's just he's just so. It was funny, but it's like, why do I like him? Like only movie I will give him credit besides whatever I like is Mr. Deeds. I thought that was hilarious, but like as an actor, I was like, I don't like a, him. I mean, oh, I like some of his movies, but that's a remake. Uh-uh. A, I said that's a remake of an older movie, Mr. Deeds Goes to Washington, but he just oh and. Yeah, I mean, these is good. Oh, well, I'll put it like this. Adam Sandler can can be a really good actor, but he has to be in the right movie. Because a uh, movie that kind of put him on the map as being like, kind of taken seriously as a dramatic actor is a movie called Punch Drunk Love, where he, it's, a seri- it's more of a serious movie. It, there is not a comedy. Mm-hmm. It's it's a like a serious drama okay. type movie. That's probably what it is. I'm just sick of him being a comedy. I mean, you know what? I, I take my words, but I don't hate him. He don't suck. No, I just I'm not fond of him. Yeah, uh, it just I don't like. Like I watch his movies. I won't turn it off. I'll just be like, oh, okay, maybe you know, eventually for free I might watch it, but not like, oh, I gotta go watch this movie. I still do that with Tom Cruise. I wonder the fuck he had a movie, right? I don't know. Don't judge me. But yeah, I'm like, I just don't care for his movies. I, I mean, I, pu- I put it like this I, I keep saying I need to watch um, Uncut Gems with uh, Adam Sam. That's the one where he plays like the jewel, like the jewel thief. Uh, well, he's a jeweler, but also he's oh. a thief. Yeah, that came out a few years ago. Um, I heard that's really good and he's really good in it. But I put him in the same category as I put Will Ferrell, is where. They had a great, okay. they had really good runs, and then it gets to a point where mm-hmm. they stopped being funny. I, it's, I call it the Chevy Chase. Um, like Jim Carrey, too. You, do you stick well, him in it as well? No, actually, I don't put Jim Carrey in that. I don't put Jim Carrey in that. I, I, I don't. And the reason why I don't is because Jim 
knew when to kind of stop with the comedy and start doing more serious stuff. He, he, I, I put Jim Carrey closer to Robin Williams in the sense of, yeah, uh, I, okay. I, yeah, I did a lot of funny stuff, but let me show you too. Mm-hmm. I can be a serious actor. I can be an Oscar nominated. Yeah. Cause but, I mean, both of them was, was Oscar. Cause I, I believe Jim mm-hmm. got nominated for man on the moon where he played Andy Kaufman. I think he did. I have to look and see, but, but yeah, yeah. but no, I put Adam Sandler and Will Ferrell closer to that Chevy Chase thing of where you really okay, like it, yeah. But then you get to a point where it's like you ain't funny no more, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm I'm sick of it. It's like do something. Now maybe I I need to go back and watch serious movies of him, and I, I'll change my opinion. Yeah, I, I take my word. I don't hate him. It's just. And I just like okay, I'm sick of it. Like Will for he's another one. Like okay, I, I love comedy, I love him, but it's like okay, after a while, I want to see you like change up a little bit. Yeah, just a little it, bit. Just change up, and then you can go back to being funny. So it gets to that point. I mean, look, I always love Will Ferrell in old school. Will always love him in old school because he's just off the rails in that movie, but he's not the main character. I, I feel like that one. What's the one when they when when they. Uh, at the college and they got a fraternity and everything is him, Vince Vaughn and Luke um Luke Wilson and just oh, a bunch school. of yeah. I know wedding crashes. I'm trying to think maybe a wedding crash is great too, but he shows up in that for a scene at the end. But I feel like Will Ferrell is best when he's not the main star of a movie, when he's like a support mm-hmm. character. But when the movie has to like rely on him. I feel like it falls apart. Hell, I love look. I love the other guys with him and Mark Wahlberg. I love that movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that movie is great. But yeah, they, they just get, there's certain people that's like that. They get to a certain point where it's like it ain't funny no more because it's like mm-hmm. your brand of comedy just doesn't work anymore. So. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um. I mean, as far as for me, of course, you can follow me on the Twitter at the J Giles or the movie um, Twitter J Movie Talk, um, and just like what Keita said, as far as the Keita J Show dot com, I'm happy to announce. Also, I mean, I said on the last episode as well, but yeah, uh, TV Zone Podcast Network dot com. It is official. Yeah, look at that. We are official. Congratulations, sir. Yeah, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. So we are official. So we have the website and everything. So it makes it a lot easier to find like all the episodes. So like if you yes. listen strictly to movie talk, you can listen to movie talk episodes and the other podcasts that are part of the network as well. They have their own separate, you know, categories or whatnot. So you can listen to those shows like that. Um, and everything. Of course, you can still listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, of course, uh, Anchor, and everything like that. But if you want to listen to us on the website, make it a lot easier and everything, definitely can do that as well. And voicemails, right? And voicemails. So if you have any suggestions or you know just comments you want to make, you leave a voicemail, and who knows, I might add it on the show and or whatnot. So yeah. Um. Yeah, we 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 doing some things here in 2021, going into 2022, right? We're trying. Um, yeah, making we're making progress. <laughs> progress. 
my work in progress, like this movie was. Good bad. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. I will be back for episode 216 as I'll be talking about the movie Leaving Las Vegas. Until next time, peace.